This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. I'm Cristina Mateescu with the news. First, the headlines. Government officials are having talks with the representatives of transporters and farmers to find solutions to the problems that have generated protests in recent days. Romania's contribution to the U.S.'s shaping of its Black Sea strategy will be a priority in the coming period, said the Romanian Defense Minister Angel Tilver during talks with the U.S. Ambassador in Bucharest, Kathleen Kavalek and Romania's men's handball side lost to Austria on Friday evening in their first Group B match at the European Championship hosted by Germany. Government and public institutions officials are meeting the representatives of transporters and farmers to discuss their demands, said the government in a statement. To continue dialogue with the transporters and farmers who are staging protests on the Bucharest Ring Road and across the country, the Romanian government has provided their representatives with a timetable for talks. The government is thus demonstrating its readiness to find concrete solutions to the legitimate issues raised by transporters and farmers, the statement also reads. At a meeting with Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu on Friday, protesters presented a list of 40 demands, including concrete solutions to the problems faced, mainly the rising cost of insurance policies and of fuel. Farmers have called on the government to help them cope with the unfair competition posed by the grain imports from Ukraine, saying they are yet to receive their state subsidies and that they have debts to the banks. Romania's contribution to the U.S.'s shaping of its Black Sea strategy will be a priority in the coming period, said the Romanian Defense Minister Angel Tilver during talks with the U.S. Ambassador to Bucharest, Kathleen Kavalek. According to a Defense Ministry statement, the two officials discussed the main aspects of bilateral political and military cooperation this year, with an emphasis on the impact of Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. Romania is ranked 47th in the world's most powerful armies, according to the Global Firepower Ranking, a good position at a regional level. Romania is led by Poland, but is ahead of Hungary and Serbia. Ukraine is in the top 20 of most powerful armies in the world this year. The National Bank of Romania has decided to maintain the monetary policy interest rate at 7% per year as it expects the inflationist pressure to remain high, especially in the first part of the year. The key interest rate, which influences all types of financial contracts, has been unchanged for the last year. 
the interest rate levels at which commercial banks can borrow from the national bank or which they receive for their national bank deposits have also been maintained. According to the latest assessments, the annual inflation rate is to go up in the first month of the year as a result of the increase in and introduction of indirect taxes and duties from January, aimed at consolidating the budget, but will again start to go down gradually, albeit at a slower pace than expected in the previous forecast. The Romanian men's handball side lost to Austria 31-24 on Friday evening in Mannheim in their first Group B match at the European Championship in Germany. Romania will next play Spain on Sunday, followed by Croatia on Wednesday. Spain, the winners of two European titles in 2018 and 2020, finished second in 2022. Austria defeated Romania in both qualifying matches, 36-32 and 35-30, while Croatia were European vice-champions in 2020. Romania last qualified for a European Men's Handball Championship back in 1996, when they finished in ninth place. The two best-ranked sides in each group will advance to the next stage. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom further to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week with me, Karim Kotsoyu. The Bucharest Executive has unlocked 7,600 positions in the medical and social assistance systems against the background of the chronic shortage of specialized personnel. A third of them are reserved for physicians. The measure does not create financial problems, stated Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu, as the budget of the Ministry of Health is this year 40% higher than last year. Practically all major hospitals have a shortage of doctors, nurses and orderlies and will be able to hire. These should, however, be reflected in better services for patients, the Prime Minister insisted. The Line Minister, Alexandru Rafila, asked health units to immediately initiate the legal procedures for the uh, organization of un 
employment competitions regarding the grievances of the Sanitas Trade Union Federation, which is threatening a strike, Minister Rafila admitted that there is a sensitive problem related specifically to the salary of auxiliary staff in hospitals, but they are trying to identify a solution over the next period. The Romanian economy registered a growth of 1.8% in 2023, 0.8 percentage points lower than previously estimated, according to the latest report on global economic prospects published on Tuesday by the World Bank. The estimates regarding the Romanian economy in 2024 and 2025 when the real GDP growth would be 3.3% and 3.8% respectively, were also revised down. Better news came from the National Institute of Statistics. The trade balance deficit for the period between January and November 30, 2023 was 25.5 billion euros, 5,450 billion less than the one recorded in the similar period of 2022. With regard to the forecasts of the World Bank, the latter warned that the world economy will slow down in 2024 for the third consecutive year. According to the International Financial Institution, if the economic contraction caused by the pandemic in 2020 is excluded, this year's growth would be the weakest since the financial crisis of 2009. There were two days of protests by Romanian transporters, who were joined by dozens of farmers with tractors, which made it difficult for traffic on the Bucharest Ring Road. Transporters are unhappy with the high rates of RCA insurance policies, and farmers are demanding compensation for drought-affected crops. Carriers argue that RCA rates have increased a lot in a relatively short time. Another problem would be the fact that two cars with similar technical capabilities and without road accidents have different value policies. The representatives of the truck drivers had discussions at the government headquarters with the advisors of the prime minister. It was agreed that next week there will be a working meeting between the representatives of the carriers and those of the Financial Supervisory Authority to discuss the issue of mandatory insurance policies. Romania has become the 15th member of the NATO Support and Strike Force Strike for NATO. The Chief of Staff of the Naval Forces, Vice Admiral Mihai Panait, participated on Wednesday in Portugal in the ceremony for raising the national flag of Romania at the headquarters of this force. At the beginning of the year, in which two decades have passed since joining the North Atlantic Alliance, Romania became a member of NATO's most powerful naval strike group. Strike for NATO stands for the Joint Allied Command, with a focus on the maritime domain, which encompasses very high strike capabilities, such as carrier battle groups, expeditionary groups, and strike groups, consisting of cruisers, destroyers, and frigates. Also in the naval field, Romania, Bulgaria, and Turkey signed on Thursday in Istanbul. The Memorandum of Understanding regarding the establishment of the operative group for clearing sea mines in the Black Sea 
The initiative of the three allies bordering the Black Sea is intended to facilitate the safety of navigation by combating the threats represented by the mines and will ensure a continuous level of vigilance and preparation, also contributing to the strengthening of the Allied deterrence posture and the defense of the eastern flank. The counties in the east and southeast of Romania faced, in the first part of the week, an episode of severe weather characterized by frost, heavy snow and blizzard. Several localities remained without electricity, and road traffic was seriously disrupted due to strong winds and snow deposited on the road. The authorities temporarily closed traffic on several sections of the national road. Trains were also delayed. The bad weather also affected the activity of schools, barely reopened after the winter vacation, and in several counties, classes had to be held online. The frost caused human casualties. The snow and blizzard also created problems in the neighboring Republic of Moldova. You have been listening to The Week in Review. Focus on Romania. Next up in this broadcast is Song of the Day. Listen to Andra with the song Immortals. Dacă aș trăi sfârșitul În brațele tale azi Sigur nu o să-mi fie frică Aș fi atât de fericit Să am un ultim sărut să țină până când Timpul s-o prește Sigur nu o să-mi fie frică Dacă ești ultima clipă Spune-mi că o să fie bine Ține-mă la piept din nou Nemuritor
Welcome to World of Culture with me, Eugen Nasta. One of the most successful Romanian films last year was Nora, written and directed by Carla Maria Teja. The first foray into documentary filmmaking from Teja, who has previously worked as an actor and radio journalist, the film follows Nora Yuga, one of the most important writers in this country, who turned 93 years old on January the 4th. Released in 2023 at the Transylvania International Film Festival and also screened at Anonymul and Astra Film Festival, Nora creates a touching portrait of this charismatic writer and poet who made her debut in 1968 with a book of poems, Vina Nuea Received a number of awards from the Writers' Union and has remained very active, publishing an autobiographical novel, Hippodrome, in 2020, and another book of poems in 2023, Fetita Pahar, brought out by the Nemira Publishers. Shot over the course of four years, the film also captures Nora Yuga's fascinating inner life as she has retained her youth and contagious exuberance, as well as the special friendship between her and the director who accompanies Yuga at the Frankfurt Book Fair. We spoke to Carla Maria Teja about how she created the documentary film and the enthusiastic response of the public. No, I'm mai ales când am mers la Frankfurt, știam că vreau să construiesc mult dialogul în jurul I didn't have a certain script in mind especially for our trip to Frankfurt. From the very beginning, I wanted the dialogue to be created by speaking freely with Nora. Starting from what would appear to be mere chit-chat, my intention was to get Nora Yuga to tell her stories because along with other qualities, she is a fascinating storyteller and the camera loves her. This is why I never felt the need to introduce other characters that would speak about her. As this is my first film and I didn't have a lot of experience in this area, I relied a lot on my intuition and I wanted to show Nora Yuga as I see her. I decided I wanted it to be a film of this Nora Yuga, even if I would fail, so I based it on the chemistry between us and the things that I find touching about her. And what's fascinating is that people were able to relate to me, to this image ahead of her. Deep down, I hoped this would happen. I hope Nora Yuga's charm would have the same effect on the public that she had on me. Moreover, I worked very hard on this film. I was brimming with joy at the reaction of the audience when, at TIFF, the film received standing ovations after the first screening on June the 14th last year. People also stayed for the Q&A session, nobody left. And somehow that very strong impact the film had on the audience did not diminish at all. After the screening in theatres, people stay in there a little longer and applaud, even though we're not speaking about a special event and we're not there with them to have discussions. I am very happy because of that. I am happy because the film had such an impact and because it has done its job. I am happy it touches people. I really thought it was just as normal for Nora Yuga's fans to be keen on watching the film, but I am also glad that even those who didn't know her or were unfamiliar with her work fell in love with her. So many people told me that, having watched the documentary, they bought her books, searched for the interviews with her, 
They were even looking for info about her. It is wonderful that, through this film, we succeeded to bring film aficionados and readers together. These two bubbles somehow met, which is great, I think. Before becoming a writer, Nora Yuga wanted to become an actress, so the documentary made by Carla Maria Teja made Nora Yuga's dream come true. Mult mai devreme To tell you the truth, I wanted to become an actress ever since I was in high school. I've always wanted to become an actress. Perhaps it is something that comes from my family. My parents were artists and so were my grandparents. My mother was a ballerina, father a violinist, one of the grannies was an opera singer, a grandparent was a stage director, so I never thought of myself as taking a career path which was different from that of an actress. I have always dreamt of that. What's most astonishing is the fact that I have never ceased to want to become an actress, even after the great actor Arado Beligan flunked me at the drama school admission exam telling me my elocution was not good enough. I personally do not think there is a problem with my elocution. Other people didn't tell me that either. Yet I cannot question Master Radu Beligan either. Now, returning to the film made by Carla Maria Tache, as days go by, it comes as something clearer and clearer to me that it was all about a miracle. A very old dream of mine came true just now, after a lifetime. Mircea Cărtărescu hit praise on Nora Yuga's most recent poetry volume. We quote, The girl, shouts in the glass, is hitherto the peak of Nora Yuga's poetry and one of the most powerful poetry books I have read recently. It is like a shrapnel exploding in your face, spreading splinters, shards, rough pieces of metal, of memory, of brain, of quotes, of any kind of stuff which is suitable to write on our skin the judgment of a fragmented, abused beauty. And that was World of Culture. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Focus on Romania. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Welcome everyone to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. I am Vlad Palugu. The history of explorers and their travels that helped discover the planet as we know it today is quite fascinating. The history also includes the names of explorers from Romania or who lived on the present-day territory of Romania. One of these names is Franz Binder from Sebesh, a German city from Transylvania, 
a western province of modern-day Romania. This bold explorer from the 19th century left behind an impressive collection of African objects, which are today included in the collection of the Astra Museum in Sibiu. Radu Totoianu is a curator with the Ioan Raica Municipal Museum in Sebes. He walked us through the collection, helping us discover the world through the eyes of Franz Binder. Franz Binder s-a născut în anul 1820 în Sebes, într-o familie de farmacisti. Franz Binder was born in 1820 in Sebes into a family of pharmacists. He pursued pharmacy studies in Sibiu, although he never worked as a pharmacist. He took up trading instead, and at one point he reached Istanbul, at the time the gates of the Orient. From here, he set out to trace his half-brother, who had enrolled in the Egyptian army, and went to look for him in Syria. He arrived in Aleppo, and from there he crossed the Tigris on a raft. He later arrived in Palestine, where he also visited sacred worship sites. After a long journey, he finally arrived in Alexandria, Egypt, with very few financial resources at his disposal. So he took jobs as a porter at the docks, and later as a brewer, as a veneer cutter at the local sawmill, as an aide in a pastry shop and other small jobs. Binder pursued his dream of making a small fortune, also daring to explore the unknown. De acolo strânge niște bani și pornește în sus pe Nil cu o corabie. In Alexandria, Binder saved up to take a boat upstream on the Nile. He reached Khartoum, the present-day capital of Sudan, although part of Sudan was at the time an Austrian colony. He got employment with a trade company overseeing over 20 caravans that crossed the Nubian desert. In 1860, the Austrian consul in Khartoum died, and Franz Binder was appointed vice-consul or deputy consul, given his superior studies and Austrian citizenship, an office he held for two years, over 1860-1862. In this new position, he was charged with identifying new trade routes and also exploring new areas, including conquering new territories for the colony, Radu Totoianu told us. Deep Africa was vastly unknown in Europe at the time, so Binder's journey took nearly two decades taking him deep into the Western African continent. Ratu Totoianu has the details. Să ne imaginăm că la vremea respectivă, deși încă din secolul al XVI-lea, Africa e cunoscută... Let us imagine that back then, although Africa was known in the 16th century, people only knew where it started and ended. What was inside the continent was a big blank, as Binder confessed in his memoirs, published by his nephew in the interwar period. In his journey to the source of the Nile, he came into contact with tribes that no other European or Turk had ever encountered before, the Jurbeli, the Azande, the Niam Niam or the Nuer tribes, and he started trading with all these tribes, supporting them in any local conflicts they had. Upon his return to Europe in 1862, at the age of 42, Franz Binder started documenting his journeys in Africa. He bought a house in central Sebes, right across the city hall park and the central square, which he transformed by decorating it with stone bas-reliefs outlining his travels. We can also see the Sphinx, the pyramids, the temple to Isis in Philae, 
while the ledge of the building features an engraving of a caravan that most likely crosses the Nubian desert, something which Binder must have done a few dozen times. We can see the camels and only one rider, Franz Binder himself, leading the caravan. After long and tiresome journeys, the explorer wanted to create a series of conferences to present his experience. Franz Binder held a number of such conferences in cities across Transylvania, presenting his private collection that totaled over 350 items. He was sick upon his return, most likely suffering from malaria, which was a ravaging disease back then. He moved from Sebesh to Vurpar, near Vinsul de Jos, on the banks of the Muresh River, buying a small estate that earned him a small income. He donated his collection, 104 items, to the Evangelical Gymnasium in the village, which ended up in our museum when the gymnasium was disbanded. He donated the larger part of his collection to the Society for Natural Sciences in Sibiu, Radu Totoyanu. In 1875, at 65 years of age, Franz Binder ended his journey on this earth, leaving behind memoirs and collector's items. And this has been all in Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, it's Truly Romanian. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Today's edition features one of the most renowned instrumentalists in the country, Leonard Zama, and we will listen to him performing traditional tunes from northeastern Romania. Let's start with a round dance from Budeni performed on the Taragato.
Balsamo is a genuine virtuoso, as he can play no less than 10 instruments. He had his debut in 1970, and in 1980 he became a soloist for the renowned folk ensemble Ciprian Porumbescu from Suchava. Here he is next with another dance tune. time, Leonard Zama has collaborated to the production of more than 50 discs together with famous vocalists such as Sofia Vikovanka, Daniela Kondurake or Ion Dragoi. He has recorded many tunes, usually played at various traditional events, such as the wedding tune we invite you to listen to next.
Leonard Zammer has always been passionate about preserving the authenticity of local music, rendered with great skill with every instrument he's played on. To end this music show, here is another beautiful tune performed by Leonard Zammer on the clarinet. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Welcome to a new edition of Listener's Letterbox. I'm Ana Maria Popescu, your host for the next few minutes, in which we'll be going through the letters and emails that we have received at the office over the past few days. Thank you all for the nice greeting cards you emailed and for the New Year's wishes you sent our way. It's been wonderful to see that you haven't forgotten us in spite of the physical distance between us. Happy New Year, Vlad, and all crew members of Radio Romania. I hope you bring me a lot of joy with good programs like you did last year. I will stay tuned. Best wishes from Rob Den Boer, the Netherlands, reads one of the messages we received last week. And all the way from India, we got this nice, thoughtful and hopeful email from our old friend Bidan Chandra Sanyal. Reading, human nature universe are bound in these three cycles of past, present and future. Today's beautiful present is tomorrow's beautiful past. January the 1st is the first day of the new year, the International New Year, 
Many people mistake it as the English New Year. The Egyptians were the first to discover this method of keeping time, but it was mainly during the Roman period that calendars for counting days began to be used. Later, after various revisions and additions, the current calendar was introduced by Roman Pope Gregory in 1582, hence the name Gregorian calendar. Later, this version of the calendar was adopted by all countries. The British also adopted this Gregorian calendar by passing a law in their parliament. Since 1752, America and Britain officially started celebrating New Year on January the 1st. The calendar is just an attempt to capture the ever-flowing time, and the flow of events which we call history gets pinned in this table. The world welcomes the New Year with fireworks at the first moment of the New Year, as soon as the clock crosses 12 o'clock on December 31st. Thousands of people dance and sing in the streets. The whole world, especially Europe, America and Australia, organizes many grand events. The reason for this is to welcome the new year with new dreams and new hopes, without thinking about the joys and sorrows, pains, hopes and disappointments of the old year. The seeds of new dreams should be sown in the new year. Don't chase unrealistic plans or dreams. It's good to dream because life without dreams is not life. Planning is not the essence of life. There is no reason to think that just by planning everything will go according to plan. But planning will take any work a long way. Ultimately, the bottom line is whether it's a moment or a year, every moment of the present should be utilized properly. Any beautiful dream of the present, any beautiful plan, any beautiful initiative will be realized and bring a beautiful future. This is our wish. Happy New Year 2024. I hope that my relationship with you will deepen this year. Yours faithfully, Bidan Chandra Sanyal from West Bengal, India. You are listening to Radio Romania International. We go on with listeners' letterbox and welcome Krista Brunstrom from Sweden. Dear Radio Romania International, he says, First, I would like to wish you all the very best for 2024, and I look forward to many more interesting programs. It was also interesting to note that Antonio Guterres was selected as the Personality of the Year for 2023. He was also my choice. As to my reception report, reception quality ranged from very strong in the first 40 minutes to somewhat moderate during the last part of the transmission. As always, a lot of variety and interesting details about Romania in the program. Kind regards, Krista Brunström. Next, we have a message from Igor Belevich in Belarus, who wrote in to say, quote, Hello, Radio Romania International. In December 2023, most language services of Radio Romania International were not heard in Belarus on shortwave, in Italian, German, French, Spanish, Romanian, and so on. In the summer of 2023, I could receive all transmissions of RRI in all languages on analog shortwave band in Belarus. So in summer, reception was better than in winter. 
But I'm very glad that Radio Romania International still broadcasts on analog shortwave so many hours per day in many different foreign languages. It is the best gift for me on Christmas and on New Year's. Please expand our arrive from 8 to 11 UTC on analog shortwave in any foreign languages and transmit a lot of Romanian music too, to Europe and to Belarus. I like Romanian melodies on Radio Romania International. RRI is one of the best radio stations on analog shortwave in the world. It is a radio travel to Romania on shortwaves." Dear Radio Romania International, happy 2024 and a wonderful new year. May it be good this year with good conditions. Sending in my report for the 2nd of January, signal was clear and excellent slightly fading noticed with slight noise levels from static crashes. Simpo 55445, says Chris Malbuff from Canada. And another great message comes from Pakistan. Dear Radio Romania International team, I hope this message finds you well. As we step into the new year, I wanted to extend my warmest wishes to the fantastic team at Radio Romania International. Your dedication to delivering the best programs has truly made a positive impact. Last year's programs were exceptional and I eagerly anticipate another year filled with quality content. The journalistic excellence and teamwork demonstrated by your team have consistently resulted in an internationally acclaimed program. I would like to express my gratitude for the informative and engaging programs that not only keep us updated but also bring Radio Romania International and the world closer together. May the new year bring even more success and joy to Radio Romania International. Wishing your team continued achievements and looking forward to another year of outstanding broadcasts. Best wishes, Muhammad Akhil Bashir from Park Listeners Club, a member of the International Radio Listeners Organization in Pakistan. We also had several messages from the United States. One of them came from Craig Christ in Virginia. Reading, Dear RRI, this is my Listener Club report for January 2024. It is my sixth report in the 31st year of the Listener's Club. Happy New Year to all at Radio Romania International. May 2024 bring happiness, health and prosperity, 73's. Craig Crest, United States. Another one arrived from Tim Brockett in Emigrant, Montana. Dear Radio Romania, I enjoyed listening to your show tonight via WRMI. My listening location is Willow Beach, Arizona, 40 miles south of Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks for an excellent show. This was the first time I have been able to listen in a while. I'm spending my winter camping in the Arizona desert. Your broadcasts come in well, are fact-filled, and are very informative. I'm still listening, but I will email this reception report now. Thanks. Sincerely, Tim Bronkett. And also from the U.S., we have a message from Timothy Marecki in Florida. Hello, friends at RRI. I hope you are having a happy new year. I had the pleasure of listening to your English transmission. I very much enjoyed the music played, as well as your feature programs about life in Romania. 
I'm sincerely happy that you continue to provide the service on shortwave. Sincerely, Timothy Meraki. Thank you so much, guys, for all your nice thoughts, for the many reception reports coming our way. From all of us here at Radio Romania International, have a great year, all of you, with great listening conditions, with health, joy, and all your loved ones close to you. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Thanks for listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Today's edition of Simply Folk features Mariana Stănescu, a beloved representative of Romanian folklore from Bihor, who is also a producer of radio shows. She's always been passionate about Romanian customs and traditions and has gathered a large collection of authentic pieces, but has also written her own. To end today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, here is Mariana Stănescu with a song recorded back in 2009, Our Father Left Us a Fortune. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC 
on 11630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.